You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net. So I was watching this uh, little documentary on Arctic explorers. Did you know that some of the ballast from a ship that went to the North Pole is in South Camden, New Jersey? Did you know this? There are pieces of rock that were in a ship that went to the North Pole in, as an Episcopal church, in an Episcopal church in South Jersey. And there's one of the only statues honoring Matthew Henson, who was part of, uh, I think his name was Edwin Perry, the guy who discovered the North Pole, or he didn't discover it, he just got to it with this this group of Inuit people and Matthew Henson, who's a black guy from Maryland who went to the North Pole. I love him. I have a picture of him in my office. Because I, I'm looking for a story of struggle and exploration, and I want to apply it to my faith. I'm looking to take that walk in the dark with Theo to get somewhere that's kind of scary. Or like scarier than anything. This is what motivated Matthew Henson. And uh, I always want to call him Lord Perry. Did he get knighted? Did he become like a, I don't know, so that would be Sir Perry. So I don't know, he must not be Lord Perry. It wasn't that long ago. It was in the early 1900s that they made it to the, uh, to the North Pole. Maybe the late 1800s. I don't even know the date. But I really like this. I really like this guy who made it somewhere very difficult because I want to I want to take a difficult journey. I think that God has given me some stuff to do something hard. And it was when I was in my when I was a young man that I kind of latched on to Matthew Henson as one of my my spiritual grandparents. I don't even know if he was a Christian. But he went to the North Pole and that sounds pretty Christian to me. You know, because it's that kind of journey that being a follower of Christ is like. Paul's talking about in Romans 8, you know, neither sorrow, no hardship. He's like, yo, I know what this is like. I am suffering in my body for all of you. And I want you to know it's worth it. There's an intensity there that's inherent in the New Testament that I'm looking for examples of hundreds of years later even even in a, an exploration to the North Pole. So, just so you know, go look at this cool statue of Matthew Henson on Broadway in South Camden at the Maritime Museum. I just saw it today. I had driven by it uh, probably 50 times, and I never knew it was my favorite guy, Matthew Henson. I just knew it was some guy with a flag. But that guy with a flag, it's Matthew Henson, one of my heroes. They're cleaning up a spill right here, Frank, with tissues. Oh, snap. They need help. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we got better than that. We got rags in the closet. There are rags in the closet. Anyway. Or you could just leave it. This is a garage, you know? I'm losing losing my whole audience to this spill. Um, It's a disaster. So that type of hardship, that type of journey that God... was calling me on is really important because I wanna I wanna have that sense of purpose. Do y'all feel me on needing some purpose? I have a I have a high need for purpose. I run I run on conviction. 
a lot. This is kind of how my personality is wired. And so I gotta keep looking for a reason to do anything. I wanna feel I wanna feel really strongly about a lot of the things that I'm doing. That's just how I'm wired. I know not everyone works that way. I'm actually, I know that not everyone works that way. I know you probably you probably don't. Um, you're you're a little different than I am. But I but I I think that we all do need a sense of purpose. We need a a sense of purpose, or we're gonna burn out. Y'all know about burnout, right? Y'all know that like sometimes there's too much going out and not enough coming in, and it seems like the motor is not gonna run anymore. You just run out. It's this feeling of exhaustion, this feeling of not being able to make it, too many demands. You know, I'm juggling all these balls in the air and no one's even looking. You know? No one, yeah, come on, look at me, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what it feels like to try to get, to try to do something. You, you, we need some appreciation. We need some, someone saying, hey, that guy's juggling. Look at that. There's like 14 balls in the air right there. I need that like every day. You know, if, if, if I'm going to be the, the happiest version of myself is when people notice like the hard work that I'm doing all the time. But you know what? I'm not going to, one, I'm not going to get that. I've already experienced enough disappointment to know that my friends have their own balls that they're juggling and they, 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 they can't take their eye off their own balls. Like they can't see what I'm doing all the time. And that's just the way it is. But two, the, the little notice, the little light that someone shines on me and says, hey, look at that. This is candy. You know, it feels good, but it doesn't sustain me. You know, it, it, it makes me feel good for a moment, but it doesn't make me uh, keep going when the going gets tough. When it's really hard, a compliment is like, well, well I know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for finally noticing but I'm like actually trying to change the world here, okay? Like so, like I don't have time for your for your compliment. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's actually not enough to get me where I where I want to go. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what what is it. What is it that burns you out? What is it that what, what is it that you feel kind of like uh, gets you tired? What 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 demand seems like just too much this week? Think about it for a second. What's the thing that just like nah? I'm not really up for that. We all have it, you know, because the world burns us out. The world is designed to chew you up and spit you out, unfortunately. That's one of the reasons we have to create an alternative like this. We need a safe little garden where we can try to be a different kind of people, where we can say no to all that crap. No, I'm not, I will not be chewed up. But it's really easy to because, again, the world is designed for this. It's designed to make us uh, part of an economy, part of a... Uh, someone else's pockets, you know? We're all just little people, especially in this room. We don't have any, like, potentates of the world uh, as a part of Circle of Hope here on, on the edge of Camden. That, that hasn't happened yet. Though I welcome you, people of the world, with lots of power and money. Come follow Jesus and help us. We need it. So, when you're just not feeling like it, when you're just ready about to give up. I think, I think that we, we run kind of on the edge of that all the time, whether it's with school, our relationships, certainly at work. I think, like I said, work is, where, is how it's designed. 
But since we work all the time, it kind of we, we, we kind of get that applied to everything that we do, you know? The work aspect kind of bleeds out. It's like everything I'm doing is work. Like taking care of the people I love is work. Uh, being here at the Sunday meeting is work. Uh, committing to showing up to my cell is work. Or I have to like miss work to do it. You know, it's all tied up. It's all tied up. And we're always working all the time anyway, especially people that have like desk jobs on computers and stuff. Like I can do all my work on my phone. And sometimes I do. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I doing this work on the phone? It's harder. But I don't want to get up on the couch. Um, and I'd really like to just watch this show and like get this done. You know, I'm multitasking. I'm doing something. Dude, that's Burnout City. That's a, that's a way to just like run out of gas. And so I go back to the beginning and I say, why am I doing any of this at all? That's the only thing. I got to strip it back. I got to strip it back regularly and say, no, what's the point? Why am I doing this? What, what, what's the point of, of, of this, of anything? There comes a time, I think, in everyone's life where they have to, they have to ask that question. And it doesn't always come like, you know, when you go to college or when you, you know, move out of your parents' house. Sometimes we're all, we're, we, we end up just reacting for a long time until we, we reach this kind of critical level of burnout by the time we're in our 30s. You know, I'm 35, y'all. And uh, I, it would be very typical for me to just kind of say, this is all too hard and I'm out. Like, I'm going to San Diego. That'd be a very typical thing, especially for a pastor to do, honestly. Pastors kind of hit their limits, as a, especially as a 30-something, because they've never really reevaluated anything, because they were always being the good person and doing the right thing, and then, oh crap, do I believe any of this? Is this even what I'm supposed to be doing? Is, is this what God made me to do? They never ask those questions. So I want you to, no matter how old you are in the room, I want you to keep asking this question. What's the point? Why? Why? Why am I doing this? And it applies to everything, but especially the church. But I'll get to the church in a second. So, like, when you're... I was talking to a kid who was... Um, this morning, I, he's probably, like, 14. And I, w- I was making this big plea to him to say, like, it's about time to start doing stuff for yourself. Like, if you don't come up with a reason to do school, you just plan on some other something else. Like, you will suffer through your education if you don't decide now that you want you want to learn for, for yourself and not because your parents told you to, because the teachers told you to, or because they told you that they, you would get a job. It's a lie, by the way. You know, it's not, necess- not necessarily true that you're definitely going to get a job because you, you wouldn't did your education. You have to, you have to own it. This is, this is my big word. At some point in your life, everyone realizes that they have to own themselves. They have to decide, this is who I want to be, and this is what I want to do. And I think Jesus is a really good person to help us do that, because the alternative to help having Jesus give us something to do is for us to kind of make up something that we have to do and see if it works. We have to create the whole universe for ourselves, make our own way, tie our own bootstraps, you know, dig in, figure it out. All of the self-help stuff that I've seen has me uh, being more efficient, uh, having a better vision. 
well-defining my dreams, you know? But I, that stuff doesn't get it. That doesn't get it for me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of that stuff gets for you. And it might be, I think it might work in like the kind of candy way where it can kind of change your mind and get you up and do something. But it's not enough to sustain you for a lifetime, in my opinion, to just like, because when it comes back down to it, I'm in charge. It's really about me. Just change your mind. Just do something different. You can. You know, with the Shia LaBeouf from, from like 10 years ago. Is that 10 years? It's probably 10 years ago, this meme now, right? Just do it! Remember? On the green screen? Donna, you know what I'm talking about, right? Shia LaBeouf, Transformers. Um, <laughs> it's this guy just yelling at us about, about all your dreams and doing all this kind of stuff. And he's just a, he's just a crazy person. Um, was that 10 years ago? Anybody know? No, it was not two years ago. Don't look it up. We don't need the, we don't need the interruption right now. You were still in college. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, but I'm really old. I don't have any memes that are dang. I get them. Like, my my memes are like three years old when they get to me, and I'm still talking about it now, ten years later, because it's been like ten years. I'm sure of it. Anyway. That wasn't even my point. My point is, you can't just gut it out. You, know, you, can't just, you can't just change your mind. Paul, in Romans 8, is not just gutting this out. He's not just the, the, the like total badass. No, he actually believes that he belongs to God, and that makes the biggest difference. He actually believes that he's been given something to do. And when we get going with what God has given us to do, we get into a relationship with God that sustains us. The only thing that's going to sustain us is God, a relationship with God, a grafting into the branch, as a branch into the vine of God, like the life source. We are connected with that when we are doing what we've been given to do by Jesus. Well, we say in Circle of Hope about what we want to do, Mark, you can put that last slide up there, is that we create an environment where people can connect with God and act for redemption. Loving the thirsty people of our fractured region, we keep generating a new expression of the church to resist and restore with those moved by the Holy Spirit. That gets me going. I kind of get what that means because I helped write it. But there's a lot in there that makes me excited because it's, it's big. Like, I want to, like, restore the fractured region, like all of South Jersey and Philadelphia. I want to make a difference in people's lives. I want the Holy Spirit to, to go before me and find the people that are ready to respond to God's love now. God loves everybody, but not everybody's aware of that. But I do believe there are people ready right now to respond to God's love in a new way and have a new kind of life. That's kind of what we need when we run out of gas. A lot of people do the, uh, the, the, the shallower version of transformation. Like they'll move or they'll change careers. So they'll go back to school when they reach that kind of 30-something dropout level. Um, or you know, there's lots of different eras in which we drop out. But that's the danger of burnout is just quitting, stopping, not, not, get, not redefining ourselves at all. And... Um, Jesus gives us something big enough to do. And that, you know, honestly for me, that's probably the best thing he gave me. And again, this is me. This is, this is how I, I operate. 
I need that sense of purpose. And what Jesus gives me is that sense of purpose. Something big enough to do. And, it's, and I'm not in charge of it. And I don't have to make it work. And it's not all on me. I'm, I'm going and finding who's ready now to make a new life. And, and so when you're ready to kind of throw in the towel, ready to say, I'm over all of this, instead of just readjusting the chairs on the Titanic, so to speak, you might need to get into a new boat. You know, you might need to get a bigger boat, a bigger life than just your own. It's not just about making it or surviving. God has something bigger planned for you, and it has to do with doing what you've been given to do. I think it's best to have a corporate sense of this. That's the easiest way. Just take ours here. This is our vision. This is what we want to do. Do it with us. It works for a lot of people. But for other people, you might not be ready for that, or, or maybe it's just not, you know, it's not getting you. And I'm fine with that. I want, I'm really practical about this. I want, I want it to work for you. I want you to have this sense of purpose. I want you to have something you've been given to do. So, you know, consider some of the things that you're ready to quit and say, why, why was it that I started this in the first place? How, how is this something I have been given to do? So, you know, I've got this four-year-old that some of you know, and he's a total rat. I hate him sometimes. I really do. I got a bunch of babysitters right here. They know Theo. Um, he's usually pretty good around here, but maybe at home you get, you get what I get sometimes. I love Theo. I don't actually hate him. But I do have to remind myself often that I love him and that he brings me joy. And why did I become a parent anyway? You know? Like, what's the point of parenthood? No, you actually have to have a point. Otherwise, it's just going to be like try and survive or like get the next like kind of fix. Like, how am I going to solve this problem? And it's just going to be one problem after another. What's the bigger point? I want to make light in the world. If I love Theo through all of this four-year-old darkness, he's going to be the light of the world. I want to make people that are whole. The world needs whole, healthy people. And I'm a whole, healthy person. I might be able to succeed in making another one. It's worth a shot because, yes, the world's dark and Theo needs to be light. And I think that I might be able to do it. That, I'm, I'm getting excited about being a father again. You know, I, we need to do that kind of reevaluation. Remind yourself, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Make something. Make, make a reason. Make a vision. Write it down. Tell people about it. This is who I am, and this is what I'm about. And if, 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 if whatever, all the nonsense doesn't fit into that, maybe some of it does have to go. But don't throw yourself out. Don't be done with your life because it's too much. It does feel like your life is ending because that's a kind of death to reevaluate it all, to change so much, to get a new life that Jesus is calling us to. But it helps you to keep going. And it's helped me. And I hope, and I hope that this little reflection on it has warmed you up to kind of talk about maybe we can name some of the things that are just like, yo, this is what I'm doing and I'm not so sure about it, you know? Help. Maybe I'm doing it for this reason, you know? And, and we're in a big enough group that this might not be safe for everyone. But tell me, a, tell me a place where you're just not feeling it. It's just like, I'm not into it. Or maybe a decision that you made recently where you decided to shift directions and it, and it feels good. 
Or maybe you're going to take a stab at, hey, I do this, and this is why. This is why I'm doing this. You know, kind of have that, that declaration. Um, I thought of you, Kendra. This morning, I was giving some similar ideas, and I said, I'm an artist because my desire, and I was trying to talk in your voice. I don't know if this is true for you, <laughs> but I'm not an artist the way that Kendra is, but I was thinking of her when I wrote this sentence. I said, I'm an artist because my desire to create is so deep down in there that I feel like God must have put it there. So I'm going to do it. What? <laughs> that's exactly how Kendra talks. <laughs> <laughs> So that's an, that's that's an example of it, but maybe 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 we can get talking here. You can ask a question too. Uh, you can even respond to um, some of the singing that we did earlier too. You know, th this is a time for dialogue here as we as we finish it out. It's not over until we get some some circle time, some feedback. Jess, I can say pretty significantly confidently that I sing the only time I really feel connected to God. Nice. Otherwise, like, other things don't really do it for me. So if I'm singing, I'm like, I'm there, you know? And that's why you lead us. <laughs> Some days it's not good. Yeah, this morning it was beautiful. We, we, we did our best. Yes. You too. Tristan. One of the things that I'm kind of getting tired of, or I feel myself just in that place of just like, oh, again, really? Is, um, there's a lot of people trying to sell you their low-resolution vision of the world right now. And you see it in our politicians. All I like that low-resolution vision of the world. And you see people just running around. TM. Like, Tristan. Like, <laughs> you didn't get that from someone else, did you? No. That, that's a good line. Thank yeah, you. okay, continue. Sorry. But they just, like, it's, like, they pack this sales pitch full of buzzwords. It's just lacking substance. And it's like, I see it all the time. And people trying to sell it to me. I'm like, ah, dude, I'm not buying it. Like, no. I'm trying to live life every single day i'm trying to follow jesus and it's really hard but i'm trying to do it and like i don't need another vague pitch to latch onto that i can't really grab hold of it doesn't have substance did that ever have appeal for you i was when i was younger i was more idealistic i um i'm still an idealist but i'm not like the ideal doesn't outweigh the means to get there and uh -huh. so i'm a lot i'm getting more and more weary of idealism without substance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really feeling this talk. Um, I've been working my at my job for like four years, and um, my my job is great. It's a good job, and like uh, after the wedding, they before that they like gave me like a shower, and the boss lets me work from home. And there's like all these amazing perks in my job, um, but I don't feel any purpose in my job. And so like every time Monday comes, mm -hmm. I just like, man, I'm still like feeling meh about this. And like, you know, I was really connecting with what you were saying about how like you really need to feel purpose behind what you're doing. And I think I'm, I think I'm the same way. It's just like I want to feel like I'm, that I am like listening to the call or something and like when i'm at when i'm at my job i'm just like i'm just here to make money you know and but my but like what you said like the thing that i think was put there by god or, or 
her to like but fight for people's creative lives or a space to be creative and you know, I think that's kind of lacking in our in our culture. Like I I wish I was doing something that like I don't know, I was like going into battle for it. It's weird. But like but like yeah, I was like giving it giving it my life. Storming the North Pole. <laughs> yeah, like you need that like I don't know, that like big kind of seemingly impossible thing. I don't know, because it, 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 you know, you're like shooting low, like you said, like you feel it, like if it's not full of purpose, like it will burn you out, because I think we're designed to feel purposeful mm -hmm. in what we do. Yeah, I think our, I think our vision for purpose sometimes though can be, um, I can't think of, of a easier word than like myopic, like we have, we already have an idea of what purposeful is, and the key is to receive that from God, you know, and I think God speaks to us in the life that we live, you know, like, there, so if this is the job that I have, what's God going to say in this? What am I given to do here? And you might decide, no, I'm certain that this is not forever, but, and, and I'm looking for that new quest, but for now, there's all, like, I, I want to. I, I kind of paint the purpose onto the stuff that I have to do in order to get myself to do it. So it's like, yeah, I really like you know paying my rent and financial security and sharing in the common fund. You know, there's all kinds of reasons that making money is a perfectly good purpose. You know, so um, even though it's like a lower purpose, and I and we, I think having that kind of idealism. Hey, Leslie, come on in. We're almost done. Um, uh, having that kind of lower purpose is doesn't make it like not purposeful, you know. So, Dan, um, I'm thinking about I can think a lot about uh, making my own mistakes instead of mistakes that um, my, my thing is having the agency to do something to make my own decisions. You know, like you were talking about some pastors, you know, they get to their mid to late thirties and they. Just going, like, why am I doing this? You know, like, I'm just doing this to be good. I'm just doing the right thing to be good for everyone who like me. And, I said even pastors. I think that's a common problem well, for everyone in their 30s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But I'm just realizing how much, how important it is to make my own decisions, uh, especially if I feel really convicted to do it, uh, even if it maybe makes somebody uncomfortable or. There's this thing in my head where it's like somebody else should do this instead of me. Somebody else should be making this the decision because I'm an idiot. I'm going to make the right one. You know? But mm. like I'm, I'm really kind of empowered by this idea of like, yeah, I'm going to make the decision. And if it's a mistake, it's my mistake. And that's better than that. Uh, it's more energizing than just kind of than going along with what somebody else tells you you should do. Mm, yeah. Because that, to me, is exhausting. What if it was like, what if you like asked me my advice and like, then you made your own decision? What could it be like our mistake? Sure. <laughs> Cause I think that communal decision-making is important too. I like what you're talking about, but I just want to also offer the, like, you know. Sometimes I get, I, I, I rest too much on that communal thing though. So okay. I see. Re retreating from it instead of like, yeah, making a decision together, everyone. Yeah.
That, that, that is a hard thing to do. It's, at some point, it, it seems like it ends up, even in a communal decision-making process, somebody's got to, like, make the call, you know? Yeah, sometimes it's like I'm too, I'm too, I'm too concerned with being a people-pleaser that I won't even really be honest in, in the decision-making. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it, yeah. Destiny, was that a hand? Yeah. So uh, something that that requires your actual presence, your actual capacity, so that something isn't always happening later. You know, something's happening right now. I don't live for later. I live for now. Something's happening. I'm a person. I matter. The world trains us not to think that. Uh, Tristan and then Jess, and I think we're out of time. Something that's been kind of tricky for me is I try and listen to what God's trying to say to me, but it's not always particularly clear. You know, it's not like he speaks in English to you. So uh, a lot of times I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do, and I have to do a decent bit of interpretation. I'll try and look for the signs. But one of the harder aspects of that is like I don't want to make a decision and then just wait around for God to tell me it's not. You know, there's this line in um, Psalm 32 he says, do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Mm. And it's that metaphor of like, yeah, okay, like, there's a pretty decent body of what I have to say to you. Do I need to keep pulling the reins or can you walk up the path? And so I have a hard time with that sometimes. It's like, I'm trying not to be led by bit and bridle. But sometimes it's hard to find that inspiration. I'm like, all right, I have my ideas, but are they God's or mine? It's a great, it's a great question and place to be. I think if you're in that struggle, you're on, you're on the right path. Jess, you have something? Um, I liked what you were saying about like the battle, like the battle to the most whole. Uh, but I think there's like two sides to that because like I'm being prepped for the battle right now, like with my purpose, like going to teaching, like I'm in all these classes telling me like how much it's going to suck because you can't do anything for the kids. And it's like, then like why am I like why why am I here if I can't do anything for the kids? Like what is what is the point of this then? So I'm like creating backups for myself, like I'm taking extra psych classes, so I could do school psychology, I'm gonna master get my master's in administration if I can't handle being a teacher and it's like terrifying me because I'm being prepped for the battle that like I, I don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. when I finally get there. Yeah, and you might. That's another kind of example of later. You know, if you're if you're in if you're in school, it's a long time until you're gonna like be fulfilling your purpose. I I think you could probably start now. You know, not and not even professionally. You know, it's like like the same the same purpose required to go through all of this damn school. (laughs) It it will 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 be the one that gets you in in the teaching later. It's like I love kids. I know that I have something special to offer them. I think that, you know, maybe, and Jesus loves kids too, and I want to bring God's love wherever I go. You know, like that kind of, so I need to go to school. I need to do this homework. And then I need to wake up at seven, or no, teachers wake up earlier than that, like six o'clock to get to school on time, you know? So 
so that that, that purpose can begin now. And you, and you can refine it and, and keep moving with it, even in this difficult time and in that difficult time. It's like a long-term thing. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.